Hey guys, this is Felissa Rose, Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to the Horror Squad Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Horse Squad podcast, episode number 266. Tonight we're talking about 1998's Urban Legend, which is a Joe pick for the week. I'm one of your co-host Todd, you have Steve, and you have Joe. Men, fellas, boys, guys, how are we? Hello! Excited to talk about my pick tonight. I basically picked it because I'm going to a con in a few weeks where Rebecca Gayhart is going to be there. So I was like, huh, let me see if Urban Legend holds up, so... And if I should meet her for it, so who, we'll see. Who I learned after researching is a murderer. So in real life, in real life, yeah. What? Wait a minute, she, really? She uh, she killed a, I believe he was a ten-year-old boy, oh my. Um, who was crossing the street, and she ran him over, and and she got off with like you know, slap on the wrist, fine, shit like that. Dang. So yeah, she changed. It changed my opinion on her after. My goodness. That. Well, I mean, it was an if it was an accident. I mean, sometimes freak things happen in life. Maybe it was a gang high beam initiation. Who knows? You know, Oof. we'll find out later tonight. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this movie. I, I haven't seen this movie in a long fucking time, and I have uh, quite a bit to say about it. So pretty psyched about that. But it's been a rough week over here. I lost my TV, <laughs> and I'm pretty fucking bummed about it. So I was watching... Um, it left you for, like, another man? Yeah, that's right. Got up and left. I was watching In Search of Darkness Part 3, which is great, by the way. A uh, really great film. Uh, I love that series. It's 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 like making my fucking watch list just huge, because it's talking about a lot of kind of obscure horror movies. And all of a sudden, I hear this, like, big, like, crash sound at the back of my TV, like an electrical explosion. <laughs> And poof, TV dead. Just 85 inches of absolute nothing. So because it's still on warranty, I have to wait for a repairman, which is kind of a pain in the ass. I really hope he can fix it because getting the TV down to my basement was a huge fucking pain in the ass because it's so big that uh, to turn it around like the corner because I have to go down two flights of stairs to get to my basement was just a huge ordeal. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully I can start watching these movies on something bigger than my iPad. But uh yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's such a different thing watching something on your phone than like on a TV. Because like sometimes like I'll start a movie on my phone and then I'll put it on my TV to finish sometimes. I'm like, holy shit, this feels like a totally different movie, you know. So sometimes it, certain movies do definitely uh, matter for sure. But uh, Steve, don't we have movie club coming up this week? We do. Uh, so the day that this episode is being released, we have our movie club. So every month we meet with the people on our Discord and just watch something. This month, I'm I'm trying this out. I'm not. I'm I'm keep kind of trying different things out because recently we started actually watching the movie together as opposed to watching it before and discussing it later. And because there are a lot of streaming issues and stuff like that, it's not simple to just make people vote for something. So we're just gonna try to pick it on the fly. Uh, that's how we we've watched some other movies in the past we watched like a mermaid film together we watched uh actually joe's punishment pick which i think he'll talk about today uh, which we also found through this process so that's how we're going to do it and our theme for the month is a serious horror movie because we've been watching like fucking <laughs> greasy strangler we watch uh, night of something strange we watched that uh ass movie of what's the name of it um, Rectuma. 
right? Rectuma. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're going to take a little break from the crazy silliness and try to watch more of a normal, I guess, horror film. So that will be the theme and I'll let people pick it and see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern on the day this episode is uh, released, which is the 24th of February. I'm going to add to that too. You know, some people might, you know, be a little shy or nervous, whatever, but you can literally come on, turn your camera off, mute yourself and just watch the film and listen to the hijinks. It's, it's that cool of a group. So come on down. Yeah. And movies are way better when you watch it with a group. Like that movie that, you know, I gave Joe a punishment must be fucking torture to watch alone. I had people to watch it with. So it was actually pretty fun despite how bad it was. Yeah. So I can't wait to get to that segment, but first we have to start with questions. So you can ask us some questions on social media at the Horror Squad podcast or on the Discord, which we just talked about. Absolutely free to join. All you have to do is ask us and we will send you a link to that. And the first series of questions are from a man, Chuck. They're audio questions. So Chuck, what is your first question? Hey, Horror Squad. Chuck here with a few questions. First question, if there was an urban legend about you, what would it be? Hmm. <laughs> I... That's a that's a really great question. I don't know the tale of the I got one cra- the crazy bearded man. I don't know <laughs> what do you got, Todd? Let's I hear. got <laughs> let's let's take you back to your butcher days. Okay, at the grocery store. <laughs> that's right. And you were working wow, by there, yourself. I was like works with last week too. You know the butcher. <laughs> so I married an axe murderer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Then you're you're a girl comes in the flirt with you and you bring her back and she helps you all dang day, and you guys do some some weird shit. But then she disappears. That's the legend of the Joe the Butcher. Love it. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah. Mine would be probably the serial shitter, man, because I poop a lot and pooped outside quite a bit. And people are weirded out by that. But hey, you got to go. You got to go. You know what I mean? So the legend of the serial shitter. You just hear like farting noises coming out of the bathroom and <laughs> no, you know, everyone the bathroom, screams you're like, and runs. <laughs> you're walking on like a trail. <laughs> and then you're just like, you know, South Park fart noises, like Mr. Nice. Hanky or something. And Love it. It's me. <laughs> I, I've talked about this before, but I'm pretty sure most of my neighbors think I'm like a vampire or some kind of fucking, you know, creature of the night. Ever since I moved in, of course, I've been moving in fucking Halloween props and a, a, a coffin and all sorts of like weird shit. And I don't really go out during the day. I work from home most of the time. So I tend to only go out at night. And the only time I really interact with my neighbors is Halloween when I like put up all my displays and shit, which is quite big. So I'm convinced my neighbors think I'm an absolute like just, you know, something's up with me, whether it's a and of course, my like, if you want to get into my um, wireless, like, you know, the internet, it's the Haunted Mansion. (laughs) (laughs) All all my neighbors probably like see that and they know exactly which house it is. That's funny. Mine's Dunder Mifflin. Nice. <laughs> but um just to add to your legend, Steve, it's um I know you had the you know the personal issue on Halloween, so you had to collect your animatronics and things like before festivities even happened. So the people seeing that were like, What the fuck? Like I only imagine. Yeah, and it's crazy because you know, it's such an elaborate display and for it to just disappear essentially I did it like in half an hour. Like I really uh just gone, you know. And it's it's it must be weird to see someone decorate for Halloween. And then it's gone on Halloween. It's like you decorated for the whole month other than Halloween day. Yeah. It was fun though. All right. So uh, Chuck, what is your second question? Are there any urban legends that messed you up as a kid? Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, for sure. There was definitely some, like, scary ones. I think always the scariest one is, like, the babysitter one being, like, home alone and getting the weird calls and stuff like that. I think that one always scared me. So whenever I was home alone, I would always think, you know, someone was going to come and was already was in the house or something like that. So, yeah, that one definitely probably fucked me up the most. I still, to this day, from time to time, will check the backseat of my car. So that one definitely... I think always like kind of sticks in your, in your head too. Like sometimes I'll even be driving like, and I didn't check the backseat of my car and I'm like, man, someone could be like in the backseat right now. I'm either, like ready to kill me. And then I freak myself out. And so, yeah. I know I'm going to sound like the movie, but that actually happened to my brother-in-law, but it was more of like, he was in the process of being robbed and he walked in on it, but didn't look in his backseat and the guy was <laughs> rummaging through his stuff, but uh, it happens. But as far as messing me up as a kid, no, most of mine stem from horror movies like Jaws and Pennywise, you know, Jaws with the, you know, great white shark in the swimming pool or something, or Pennywise, like I didn't want to walk next to Sierra Grates because I thought he was down there for real, so. Yeah, talked about it in the past, so I'm not going to go through the whole story, uh, but my grandparents made me believe that there was a hooded black figure that came at seven o'clock p.m. to try to snatch kids if you That's weren't home by up, then it's called mr seven o'clock or in french bonhomme setar that one fucked me up <laughs> as a kid but made me get home before seven you know if i could and then the other one surprisingly it's, it's a very popular one but for some reason it always freaked me out it was bloody mary uh, the mirrors are freaky let's just face it if you look into a mirror you just think like is that you in an alternate dimension is it just you know like just a lot of thoughts come up in my head when I look into a mirror and your imagination starts going and that one freaked me out like the fact that you could see this kind of bloody bride you know looking back at you just always freaked me out so and that's probably because I watched Candyman as well that probably didn't help uh, at that time so yeah so I have one that we've we've touched upon and it legitimately worried me as a child was spontaneous human combustion because I think we all saw that like Fox, whatever special or unsolved mysteries or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they would show like pictures of like burned off severed legs sitting in a chair. And like yeah, I whenever you like, you know, you get like a hot flash, like, is it happening? Like like yeah, spontaneous human combustion definitely fucked me up. I really miss shows like that, like unsolved mysteries and sightings and all that stuff. It was just so entertaining. I feel the internet ruined it all. You know, mm. people fake it too much now. Mm. The new Unsolved Mysteries was great, though. The one on Netflix they've done recently. Good yeah, stuff. but more of the murder stuff that was interesting. Yeah. The, the ghost ones, for example, or the alien ones were like, ugh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I guess because back then people didn't have reason to fake it. It's not like they would think, okay, I'm going to make it huge you know, if I fake a ghost video. Whereas now people, you know, they do it for clicks and likes and stuff. So it's harder to believe i guess U ufos are hot on the street right now though it's like yep. they're getting sightings is all over the place right now so and you know sightings are some of those down. supposedly weather balloons yeah exactly you know? steve knows Some <laughs> just being sly about it <laughs> yeah right what, what, what all we up like in canada four, four shot down or something yeah something like that it's yep. crazy you know Someone was saying, someone, it made me laugh the other day. Someone was like, imagine if like aliens did travel all this way and they're just like, we're trying to be peaceful and we just fucking shot, shot them down just out of pure like panic that, that we see these things up in the air and they're like, no. You know, it's we like, would. That's if we absolutely. Oh, 100%. Would. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we're we're would, the yeah. bad people in this equation. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. If you're watching Independence Day, we're, we're probably the bad ones <laughs> if it was real. All right, Chuck, what is your final question? Have you ever personally debunked an urban legend? like Bloody Mary, Candyman, Pop Rocks and Coke, anything like that? 
thanks guys look forward to the episode yeah yeah for sure like bloody mary definitely did that before nothing happened uh definitely did the pup rocks and soda as well and i think i actually did it based on this movie like after i watched this movie like me and my friends did it because the movie when this movie came out i think we were like 11 or 12 or i was personally me and tower around the same age when this came out so like we were like oh let's, we gotta try it and so yeah those are those are the two definitely I, i've done yeah exactly my my answer too what other ones could you test out though in theory i guess I mean, bloody anything that if there's local ones or like any oh i guess like don't go in the woods or well for you don't stay off stay out after 7 p.m <laughs> which do, do they have just like can they uh do they ever make like canadian horror film based on that on what on the seven o'clock man uh probably not so i think it's a french tale so maybe a french movie has, has done it i don't know i never saw one though it's uh it would be interesting if they did. It's a cool premise. Yeah, they should. Yeah, you should. You should look up. I'll put it in the Discord. But look up what he looks like. It's it's pretty freaky. <laughs> like he kind of looks like I guess the guy from um I know what you did last summer. You know, it's kind of a black hooded cloaked guy. It's scared me as a seven o'clock man, the French Canadian boogeyman. Oof. Here you go. So thank you, Chuck, for the questions. And now we're going over to our Discord. So we have questions from Patty. Do you guys have any urban spooky stories? Like anything mm. lo more local as opposed to these generalized ones? Sure, yeah. I've talked about it on the show before, but where I grew up, there was a road called Dudley Road that uh, there's like a nun convent on it. And it's supposedly like super haunted. Supposedly the urban legend is basically that a couple of nuns went crazy and hung themselves right outside the convent there's like a tree and they hung themselves on this tree the road has no street lights whatsoever so it's like a pitch black road so you know you go down it at night it's supposedly haunted it's actually like made like national news for or like national stories for like the most haunted places like streets or urban legends in america so if you ever want to look it up look up uh deadly road in barica massachusetts did you ever visit it Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad took it. My dad would took it, take us down it as kids, and you know he like kind of told us the story. And still to this day, uh, he always tells Sam, he's like, "We still have to take you down Dudley Road. You haven't been down there yet, so we gotta initiate Sam into Dudley." What a what a nice family outing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess more recently, when I was in Texas, there was a place called the Goatman's Bridge, and. You know, legend has it, well, not legend has it, you know, some KKK people murdered a black man there and hung him from the bridge, you know, back during that time. And legend has it, his ghost haunts it, and that there's a half goat, half man, which I'm not sure what the connection is, that, but it's called Goatman's Bridge, so whatever. But um, me and my daughter went over there because she watches YouTube and, like, YouTubers do haunts and stuff now. So we walked over there and, like, like looked at, like, the supposed portal to hell that's, like, a uh, three trees connected and shit like that but with the, any of these sites man they're all like tagged up with giant penis graffitis and stuff and it's like kind of lame but yeah Goatman's bridge over in i think denton texas somewhere in dallas yeah the closest thing i have is where my grandparents used to live uh, which was a huge haunted house by its own but more of a local thing between the main highway and their like town there's this maybe 20 minute stretch of just dark road that there's like no lights or anything like that and it's very windy and very like hilly and stuff like that because it's in the mountains and there are 
like maybe five or six really small and creepy cemeteries along that path. And there are very specific cemeteries. There's one just for nuns. There's one just for priests. It's a very religious like community. And they're really like creepy looking and everything like that. And there was a lot of kind of hitchhiker story, kind of like Resurrection Mary type of th- deal where young priests or young nuns would be seen hitchhiking on that road and stuff like that. And then would disappear by the time you got past like the church. But obviously, I mean, I, I never saw anything, but it was, uh, it was something creepy, I guess, that people talked about in that area. And that's it for the question. She did ask the kind of same question as Chuck, if any of the urban legend traumatized us as a kid, but we answered that. So thank you very much, Patty. And thank you everyone for the questions. We could not do this segment without you. And now a little deadly break with Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. I think Joe and I should start with our punishments from Super Bowl. Yes. Right. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll lead it off with a, the brilliant 2020 film, Trump versus the Illuminati. I'm surprised this one wasn't considered for Oscar contention, honestly, because the, uh, the graphics were fantastic for the year 1999, around that. The rioting, sex jokes are amazing. Um, essentially, Chinese scientists uh, clone President Trump X amount of years in the future for whatever i forget the reason but then somehow he ends up on mars and he lives there by himself with another astronaut the earth earth is destroyed by aliens and they speak in all sorts of accents we got we got uh country aliens we got british aliens we got all types of freaking aliens right um they want to fight trump (laughs) so they have a dance off at one point trump has to go go to hell to fight the devil it's just fucking wild man same thing with Tickles the Clown. They use these cutting edge 2002, 1996, whatever joke I made earlier, graphics that look terrible. They also use the same exact animations and cutscenes. So every time you have a character talking to someone else, whatever, they literally do the same camera shot, the same mannerisms, everything over and over again. However, this one is not as bad as I'm doing the Trump thing with my hand. Not as bad as um, Tickles the Clown because the voice actor for Trump is surprisingly really good. Like he sounds just like him, and some of the one-liners are fucking hilarious. But that being said, I don't, I don't know what the audience for these movies are, what the budget is, why they're making them, because they're just so terrible. But if you're, I can't, I don't know who I would recommend this to. Not even in a group setting, because it, it just gets old so quickly uh, with the animations and everything. So it's a, it's a solid half star out of five from Tubi. That's Trump versus Illuminati. Fuck you, Chiefs. <laughs> oh man i i, I kind of want to watch it honestly just to see how ridiculous it is but i don't know if it's better than tickles the clown i mean hey that's that's a plus that's already good yeah. for enough for me for the record so trump versus the illuminati is part three of this series and tickles the clown was part four so there are two others out there Unbelievable. there's two there's oh my god there's two more in this series <laughs> yeah there's two more it's, oh a, it's a four it's a four-part series it's, we gotta, we gotta it's get to them all <laughs> Steve has seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the, I don't, I don't want that. I can't imagine that would be an interesting interview. I'm sure 
He's probably uh, a cool dude. I don't know. He, he's uh, <laughs> I don't know. all he does now is Trump fantasy movies. So it's all Trump films that he does now. He's probably because people little... actually watch him, like the you know, like the hardcore Trumpers out there. I'm sure, like, are all over it. Maybe, I mean, do, are they insulting like to Trump or these movies, not, or are they like pro- they're not? They're, they're like not Trump movies. They're, they're almost like neutral. If, well, judging on that one, it's not mm-hmm. like super pro Trump. It's also not against Trump. It's kind of like neutral, and it's technically not him because it's a Chinese clone of him. But <laughs> which is I, actually a joke in the movie. Yeah, I, I would actually like, say it appealed to people who both love him and hate him in a weird way. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. they don't exactly poke fun at him, like you said. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's so strange, man. All right. Well, maybe one day I'll jump on it. Maybe we can have a watch party at, te- at uh, Texas Frightmare or something for it. Or something. Uh, all right. Uh, my first one tonight, my punishment movie as well. I did not wait six months. So, because everyone was already giving me shit on the Discord for it. I think Eric S. specifically called me out for that. So I was like, I got to prove him wrong. I got to watch it. So uh, my punishment movie this week was uh, a 2010 release called Close for the Season, but it's not called Close for the Season, apparently, on Tubi. It's called uh, Carnival of Evil. So if you're looking for it on Tubi, search that, and you will find it. It took me a little bit, uh, and Steve had to point me in the right direction. But yeah, so this one is about, I don't know. I don't know what it's about because it really doesn't have much of a plot. But uh, based on the Tubi synopsis, basically it's about a girl who goes to an abandoned amusement park. From there, she ends up meeting with this guy. I think they grew up together, maybe. I'm not really sure. We keep getting flashback scenes. But essentially the two of them travel through this abandoned amusement park together and like meet the ghosts of this abandoned amusement park, but it's really like just the same guy over and over again and sort of like different outfits and costumes and stuff. And yeah, it's them just uh, traveling through this abandoned amusement park. Yeah. I mean, so this one has Damien Maffei, which is like why Steve picked it. Cause he's obviously a good friend of the show and stuff like that. And honestly, like that's the only reason I was able to get through this. Like if it was like unknown actors I was watching, it would have been, just horrendous and it's such a chore to get through it was still a chore to get through but the fact damien was in it it's kind of like watching you know like a, a friend being in a movie and like it, it's entertaining just for that alone but would i ever watch it again absolutely not no i mean it, it's re- it's just really bad it's just nonsensical too like there's no semblance really of like a, a solid plot there it just seems like a lot of just like random scenes just kind of tacked together so the editing job just was really bad terribly done i did find interesting i remember damien actually talking about this movie when i had seen him at the last event did with him last uh this past october because someone came in and was talking about it because apparently this amusement park they filmed at it was like one of jeffrey dahmer's earliest victims was murdered at this amusement park and the kid was telling him about this that came and saw him and Damien had like no idea and he didn't believe it and he was like texting the director and stuff and apparently it is legit like it really was like that really did happen so like it like blew Damien's mind so that's cool that it was like it took they filmed it at a real amusement park but that's probably the coolest part about the whole movie uh there's some awful CGI and this as well, holy shit. Like the movie opens with them riding like a roller coaster and it's, oh man, it's just some terrible like green screen slash CGI action. And you should, right there, you kind of know what you're in for the whole way. Yeah, I mean, premise is cool, but 
man, it's just such a chore to get through. And yeah, like there is a point where like Damien gets murdered by like a creature from the Black Lagoon character like thing. Um, and he's still alive. So it's kind of like, I guess like the amusement park like plays tricks like on their minds, I suppose. Like that's what happens. And yeah, I don't know. It's just a bunch of nonsense. So yeah, I mean, it, it was terrible. I gave it, I gave it one star for Damien alone. All right, go Chiefs. <laughs> That's, I'm glad you guys both got to watch your Punishment movies. Yeah, it, it was bad. We, we picked it as a... It was an impromptu movie night. Like, one night, I had really nothing to do, and my TV is broken. So I'm like, let's, you know, anyone wants to hop on, and a few of us. And we picked it because Damien was in it, right? We saw Damien's name. We're like, oh, shit, we got to watch this. And oof, not good, but he's the best part. That's a lot of his movies. He is actually a really good actor in these really terrible movies often. And hopefully you get something really good one uh, one day. Dark so circles. Yeah, right. That's well, Hopefully. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. He he said uh he said that he's really happy with how it came out. He watched the fu- finished project, so we'll see. Should be coming out sometime this year. We'll keep you guys updated. I can't wait. All right. So my first one is a movie I watched from 1992. I watched it over on uh VOD, and that is Peter Jackson's Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive. So this movie is about a rat monkey, I guess, that uh, bites this woman and her son, you know, starts to try to keep her in line as she's like turning and then she bites other people and then he tries to keep those people in line and eventually just goes out of fucking control and everybody in the town is infected and he somehow has to deal with it. And that's really the premise. I mean, it's not that much more than that. So I hadn't seen this in a long, long time, and I didn't remember it super well. And I'll be honest, at first I was like, you know what, this is not as good as I remembered. Like, it was okay, you know, as a few people are getting killed. The the effects were pretty cool, but not, like, amazing or anything. But then about halfway through, once a certain priest gets introduced, you know, you kick ass the Lord to that guy, the movie picks up and never fucking slows down from there. And it is insane how crazy this movie gets i mean it gets so crazy in points you don't even know what the process anymore because there are so many things going on we're talking fucking limbs flying across the room and pus and these crazy fucking creatures coming out of nowhere and blood everywhere and you're just like holy shit this movie is non-stop it must have been really difficult to film and this just proves how fucking good Peter Jackson is as a director to make sense of all of this somehow and make it into a cohesive movie is really a crazy feat. And it's really, well, it's not too bad because I fucking, I'm a huge stand for Lord of the Rings, but it's kind of too bad that that he stopped making horror films pretty much after this. He did Frighteners, but I'm talking like really like horror films. And uh, I would love to see him come back to horror one day and do something like this again, because this is a, an underrated gem and uh, underrated classic, in my opinion. I gave it four and a half stars out of five. Really an amazing film. The only half star I would take out is that I find the beginning kind of slow. And it is a little confusing sometimes what's going on because there's so much to go. But definitely a must watch for all horror fans. So that's Brain Dead, a.k.a. Dead Alive. Joe's got the baby in the background right there. Yeah, I can see his little... <laughs> Indeed, I do. Yeah, I can see his little things there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I... That was custom made by a guy from Spain. Yeah, I forget his name, but uh, yeah, you, they're tough to find for sure. Like, there's not a lot of dead alive stuff out there. All right, 
Uh, I think we're all going to talk about Infinity Pool, so I'll do my mm -hmm. last one here. Uh, this is going to be 1979's Killer Nun over on Tubi, which is um, was going to be a potential pick for me, but I hadn't seen it before, so I wanted to vet it before making Joe and Steve watch it. So basically, it's uh, we're at a hospital where it's run by nuns, right? And the head nun slash nurse is very horny. She she wants it any way she can get it. Um, she also is a drug addict, so she steals, I think, morphine from the customers, uh, not customers, from the patients, and starts shooting up, things like that. She's very strict with her other nurses. She has a roommate who has the hots for her, so she always walks in nude, which is a plus. So, you know, to, to let off some steam, our head nurse goes into town, and this is an Italian film, by the way. She goes into town and just, like, picks up dudes and starts banging them, which leads to one of the grossest makeout scenes that I've ever seen. Um, she picks up this dude and they like go into like an alleyway or something and they immediately start making out, but like both their mouths are wide open with their lips peeled back. So you see nothing but teeth and they're like clanking together. Like you, like you can almost hear it. And like, he's like got his lips on her teeth and like, what the fuck are they doing? But they're doing it and they get done and she's like, yeah, walks, up, walks home with fucking stuff in her drawers. You know what I mean? All the way back to the nunage or whatever you want to call them. And uh, so she starts slowly spiraling downhill, where she starts murdering the old people patients. Um, she has sexual relations with random nurses, things like that. But unfortunately, with like the premise and the title "Killer Nun," there's not a there's not enough quality kills to go go around. And with her being so horny and that being like a main focal point, there's not a lot of sex scenes either. So like you you don't get any of like the two things this movie's advertising. You don't get a lot of that. So it's kind of a letdown. So I ended up with a two and a half out of five over on Letterboxd, and you can watch this one on Tubi. Very nice. I only got Infinity Pool, so I don't know if you guys want to dive into that, or if Stevie, you want yeah, to I'll, I'll do my last one, and then we'll okay. go into Infinity Pool, because all three of us right. checked it out. So my last one this week is a movie I watched over on VOD, this 2020 film called Come True. So this is one that I believe Joe had recommended, and it wasn't yes. available at the time, so I was really interested it's, in seeing it. It's in my top 10 from that year whatever year yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah and I, I can totally see why. So uh, it's the story of a girl and she's having these crazy nightmares and she wants to kind of get them under control. So she goes to a, this uh, sleep study that they have at a local university where they have a bunch of people who uh, are put into these crazy kind of contraptions and go to sleep. And then the people study their nightmares, like their, their sleeping patterns and stuff like that. And it's a story about what actually are they studying because it doesn't seem as clear as it initially is. It's not just to help her. They're actually like focused on something that's happening in her dreams and the other patient's dreams. And then it kind of goes into what reasons are they into and then her nightmares, what do they mean and all that, all that kind of stuff. So this is a really interesting film it's uh it deals a lot with stuff like the dark side of sleeping i would say like nightmares sleepwalking sleep paralysis but in a really frightening way and it shows all of those things really well you know i've talked about in my past my issues with sleep paralysis so i was interested on that aspect but it goes further than that it plays onto the idea that multiple people can kind of have the same dream and they can kind of connect, which leads to people thinking that maybe there's something more to the dreams than just being dreams, which is something about real sleep paralysis that I talked about. Uh, I've seen like similar things as other people who've had sleep paralysis. And it's weird that there's this kind of connected imagery that a lot of people with sleep paralysis have, despite never 
you know, interacting with each other and can't like pass that information along. So it plays on that a lot. I do have, I do have to say though that I find the character development is a little weak. Other than the main girl, we don't get a whole lot of character development with the other people who are in the sleep study who are kind of almost as important as she is. Now hers are a little more vivid, so they focus on her more. But I wish that we they explored the other people who are also in the sleep study. And I I wish we knew more about the people who are conducting the uh, the tests. We do see one of the techs a lot because they like form a kind of a relationship between each other. But other than that, it, it's a great film. It's a little artsy. So if you're not into that, maybe you won't like it as much. But if you like kind of like really creepy movies, because this has creepy imagery and stuff like that, I would recommend it. It's on VOD. So and I gave it uh, four stars. I uh, don't know if it would have made my top 10, but it would have been really close if it didn't. So check it out. Come true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great one. I kind of too think like it, it kind of gave me a, a Dream Warriors vibes, like in a weird way, you know? Yeah, so yeah, like, I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, that's something, another reason to check it out as well. Very different, but it has like sort of that sort of thing going on for it all right so let's get into it 2023's infinity pool currently only available uh for on vod you have to pay not free anywhere yet i'm sure the later it gets in the air you might be able to find it cheaper it's a little pricey right now i'm not sure what you guys paid for it but all right so infinity pool uh yeah so this one stars mia goth and alexander skarsgård and yeah they are uh, vacationing at a resort Skarsgård is a struggling writer who heads there for, uh, he kind of has writer's blocks. We kind of heads there for inspiration. While there, he meets Mia Goth's character who says she's a big fan of his work. You know, they're both each there with their significant others. The four of them end up, you know, hitting it off, becoming sort of friends at this resort. And they end up leaving the resort for the day and sort of do a you know, they you know, just kind of hang out for the day off resort. While off resort, an accident essentially happens. And from there, I think we should probably just leave it at that because then we're, we're going to end up in sort of spoiler territory. But from there, you know, we head down sort of a rabbit hole of what is going on in this country. Um, there's some dark and twisted stuff. Essentially, we come to find out. And we'll leave it at that. I ended up really liking this movie a lot. Uh, it starts off, you know, pretty, you know, like standard formula movie for the first half of it. And then the second half just gets fucking like batshit crazy. You know, it, it, this is done by uh, David Cronenberg's son, Brandon Cronenberg. So it definitely has some Cronenberg-esque stuff in there. It gets very trippy too in the second half there's it's sort of like a weird like fever dream a lot of like disorienting stuff going on but you know it's a really interesting plot Uh, i think the less you know going into it definitely the better but this one definitely right now sitting in my top 10 i enjoyed it a lot i agree with that and i mirror it 100 it's just to add to it though a lot of sex a lot of like artsy stuff too. You know, we got, can't leave, leave that out. If you're not into artsy stuff with like a lot of color, flashes of light, things like that, you might be a little turned off by it. Give or take with artsy stuff. One, you know, it's just a, how my mood is, I guess. But I ended up really liking this. And yeah, you know, the less you know, the better. But I got to say, Mia Goss' performance is a little uneven um, at, at times. Like when she's calm, 
she she's I think she's great in it but when she kind of goes off the deep end especially that scene with the bus I'm like shut the fuck up I don't know if you felt that way either either you guys but overall and then Skarsgård's American accent too was a little little off at points but other than that man I, I, I really dug it it's definitely my top 10 but it's also February so we'll see did you guys know that the like the idea for this film came from the actual machine that's been spitting out Skarsgård's to the world like just an infinity amount of them because it seems every fucking movie <laughs> like we watch is a different scars guard like how I many like of these it. fuckers are there it's crazy it's well, this is the this is the vikings by scars guard the viking okay it's yeah, getting confusing the <laughs> there's the so many <laughs> yeah so I, I watched it uh you know recently as well and i gotta say i really liked it you know kind of the same lines as all of you said it was it's really good it, it gave me kind of Mitch Samar feels a little bit like not knowing what was happening. It gave me Joe. You can remind me the name of the movie, the one that we watched last year that with, with the two couples that hit it off, and then it just goes into the deep uh, end. Speak no, speak no evil. Speak no evil. It gave me those vibes as well. And what I liked about it is I didn't know what it was about at all. I I knew nothing about this movie other than who starred in it. And I think that's a good way to go into this movie. Try not to read anything about it because I was along for the ride. I was really interested to know where the fuck this movie was going. And it goes in really interesting places that I did not expect. Uh, there are these masks in the film that I really like the design on. They were really, really cool. Just one of these fun things to do. And yeah, it, it gets crazy. It gets really, really crazy. And I, I enjoyed it. You know, I'd say it's like my number two right now for the year. But again, it's super early. But I, I could see this maybe being in maybe the bottom of my top 10 this year. Uh, it's it's a good one. I'm, you know, definitely a surprise. So check it out. Yeah, and I can say I agree with you, Todd. I think Goth was really good, like, for the most part. But I think Skarsgård steals the show for me in this one. I think he was definitely the best actor in the movie. But Goth does good. But yeah, when she goes off the deep end at times, the voice gets a little uh, annoying. She has this, like, um, she's from London in it, so she has, like, this, like, English sort of accent going on. But yeah, uh, yeah, really, really, really good. Yeah, would have been a good title to cover, actually. Yeah, would have been. Lots to talk about, but... Uh, what we got now? Trivia? All right, trivia. Here are the scores. We have Joe leading the pack with 12, myself second place, 10, Steve third place with eight. Any man's game. I definitely don't want to watch another fucking Trump versus whatever movie. So <laughs> let's fucking win. So I know Steve will probably pick one or two if I lose. Who would like to lead off today? I'll go. Ooh. So all of mine this week are from Kayla. So nice. Thank you very much, Kayla. Totally forgot to do trivia, and that's why I love <laughs> Kayla's list so much. It's like, okay, well, at least I got her list to go with. Mm-hmm. All of them this week will be match the quote to the movie. Okay. All right. First one. I'm coming apart. Oh, mother of God, I'm coming apart. Ooh. Oh, my. Can you do it well, in the character's we, accent, please? We need we need stitches. I, I don't remember the character. It's, it's a it's a pretty important movie, I guess, to horror. Aliens? No. Aliens. Okay, I can see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. I'm coming apart. Oh mother, God, I'm coming apart. Mother of God, I'm coming apart. Um. Is it um? Gosh, what's that name of that fucking Carrie? No, you're not right. Like era mm-hmm. okay so if you want to get another guess so it's, era, it's like okay. late 70s kind of movie hmm. um oh damn my mind's <laughs> blanks today um the wicker man wrong 
Joe, one more guess. Um, hmm. Amity Vilhar. That's right. Wow. Fuck, I mean, just, pulled <laughs> just pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> yeah. nice. I did not think you would be getting that. So good job. <laughs> nice. All right. I'll go next. In honor of Todd's new favorite person, Rebecca Gayhart, mm. uh, an urban legend. Can you name me Santa three Santa other Santa horror Santa movies? <laughs> three other horror movies Rebecca Gayhart has been in. And I guess Todd said the first one, so yeah. you can you can give me two more, Todd. Santa Slay. That's the one that came to mind immediately. As well. <laughs> Urban Legend Two. I don't know if she was in Urban Legend. I'm, I'm just guessing. Me. I'm assuming there's a flashback <laughs> at some point. I, uh, I I have no idea. See if you can take it. I, All right. Steve. I don't have a clue either. I can't picture her in anything. One is hard. Those... One is one is one we reviewed on the podcast. Really, Santa Slay? Yes. Is she in? Uh, I know. All right. Well, a second one. A second one <laughs> yeah. we reviewed on the podcast. Then, um, she, no, she was not. And I know she the best. Summer. She has like a face that you recognize, but then you don't recognize. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, man, we covered oh, this. What, was, was she in um, one of the Tales from the Crypt movies? Like, no, no. I thought she was in the Blood one. Bordello anyway. Blood. Yeah. Oh, so we covered it, huh? And it wasn't Santa Slay. No. Jeez. I have no idea, man. Um, in the craft? No. I don't, I don't know. Does she appear in 13 Ghosts for whatever reason? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Urban, is Urban Legend Final Cut the sequel? You wouldn't have get the third one anyway, but I think that's the third one, I'm I assuming. Think so. Final Cut? Because she that, wasn't that. Is that the movie? Oh. No, that was, she wasn't that one. No, um, all right. I'm assuming you guys give up. Yeah. All right. So um, she's been in not many horror movies, but she was in, of course, tonight's feature, Urban Legend. She was also in Scream Two, um, as one of Sydney's sort of sorority sisters. Um, she was also in From Dusk Till Dawn Three, The Hangman's Daughter. Which I have not seen. I love that one. I'm gonna stand yeah, by that I, one. I was gonna say three is a good one. It's two so that good. fucking sucks. Texas Blood Money or something. It's number yeah. two, right? Yeah, it's it's right. terrible. But three was actually surprisingly good. good. Yeah. Um, she was also, of course, in Santa's Slay. She was in Urban Legends Final Cut. And then finally, the movie we covered on this podcast. Maybe not horror per se, but horror adjacent. Scream two as well, actually. So and and that is Jawbreaker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you both so we, hated. So, so we, we, this is our fourth movie that we cover from hers. Wow. Yeah. We, we did Scream 2 as well. Check the letterbox. Probably have it at like 50%. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My first one of the night is in Urban Legend, film we just watched. What is Tara Reed's radio program called? Oh, shit. It's not called Oh, shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Was it is was it like something with Sasha? Isn't it? Is there, is our character you're in the, Sasha? You're on the right track, yeah. Yeah. Need more than that though. No, I know. I don't remember at all. Okay. No. Pass. No, I got nothing. Under the covers. Under Sasha. the covers. Yeah. Nice. Which? Did you guys have a radio program? I don't know if it was nationwide. Well, not for Steve, but called Loveline. Joe. Yeah, Loveline. Yeah, classic with Doctor. Yeah, Drew. We, we had something yeah. similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Doctor Drew and Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's still on. Is that still on? No, I, I doubt uh, it. <laughs> boo. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Still um, match a quote to the movie. Drowning. Yes. On Mr. Grady Miller's drowned in his chicken soup. Oh, shit. Um, Can we repeat this, please? Yes. Oh. Drowning? Yes. On Mr. Grady Miller drowned in his chicken soup. Mr. Grady Miller drowned in his chicken soup. Correct. I don't recall a scene where a man drowned in chicken soup. No, um, they don't show um, it. The Sixth Sense. <laughs> Wrong. Fuck. I got it, nothing. It, it is a paranormal-ish type movie. Oh. Is it newer? No. I'll give you a hint. Okay. It's, it's a Stephen King adaptation. They each get one more oh. guess. Stephen King. I mean, there are a ton of them, but. <laughs> and then it's like a thousand. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I got nothing. All right. So the quote was from 1408. Ah, uh, okay. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Back to me. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys' favorites match the killer to the movie. Tonight we have Angela Baker. I know this. Um, Why isn't it coming? I don't remember the name. <laughs> Night of the Demons. Incorrect. Fuck. It, it's not um, Sleepaway, Sleepaway Camp, is it? It is. Yeah, that's it right. is Sleepaway Camp. Nice. <laughs> I knew I had to dig, dig deep for that one. You guys finally got one. I think it's the first one yeah. you guys have got. Uh, you know, I, I, was ready, I was just ready to blur that Scream 2. I thought you were going to go that. <laughs> but I guess it was too obvious of a name, right, for Scream 2? Yeah. yeah. All right. In Child's Play. No. What is Andy's mother's first name? Karen. Correct. Correct. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last one. Okay. I'm into survival. Say again. Aren't we all? I'm into survival. That one sounds really familiar. I'm into survival. Uh, Scream. Wrong. Fuck. Predator. Wrong. You guys want more, want one more guess? Give, give us a hint. Uh, it's a big, hear. it's a big horror movie. Like we're talking t- top tier horror movie. Oh, top tier. Mm-hmm. I'm into survival. I don't Nightmare know. on the Street. Correct. Fucking wow. jo- where are you getting these? <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? Uh, I think either Nancy or. Uh, I think it is Aunt Nancy because I think like she has all these books and Glenn's like, what are these all about? Because they were like, like when she was basically prepping to defeat Freddy. I think they were like all these like crazy books when they're on the bridge there together. Joe's been playing the long con for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's out of nowhere. Jeez. All right, mine? Yes, sir. All right, four clues. Clue number one, a common medical phobia. Clue number two, a cheating wife. Oh, the uh, the dentist. Fuck, I you know what? Okay. This is fucking bullshit today. <laughs> <laughs> Next the one, the, the Mark Ruffalo classic. <laughs> dentist. Yeah, ne- yeah, he's a detective, right? Yep. Next to next would have been medical torture followed by bad breath, but the dentist. Which that's for what the I, I haven't seen. 
the Vestron is ten dollars on Amazon for parts one and two. So grab it. I have such like fond memories of that movie from my childhood, but I have not seen it in so long. That one does it hold up? Have, has oh, anyone? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good. Yeah. yeah. Is that now? Is that which one is the? There's one with Corbin Burnson. Is that a different one? It might like, be there's two. One where he, okay, is that the dentist too? Because he's not in the first one, right? Yeah, I think it's part two that he's in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joe here with. Or, uh, well, Joe's got one more question. Oh, I got one more. Not over yet. Yeah. Somehow he yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. All right. So here we go. Three letterbox reviews. Name the I love, movie. I love these. I love these. Yeah, me too. All right. A very violent Scooby Doo episode. This is some reverse Norman Bates shit. Oh. Pause, pause. All right, continue. Okay, the last I, one. I, I have one, but I don't want to say it until... Do it. <laughs> Do it. I'll go. No, I don't want to say it until I lose All my right. shot. The very last one. Be quick, because you'll definitely get in on this one, I'm sure. S- serves me right for watching this on a Wednesday. Oh, it's not the one I was thinking of. Um, X. Incorrect. Fuck, Wednesday Adams. I forgot about that girl, maybe. Uh, serves me right for watching. Can you just repeat them really quick? Sure. I'll repeat all three. All right. A very violent Scooby-Doo episode. This is some reverse Norman Bates shit. <laughs> serves me right for watching this on a Wednesday. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, what was your first guess then? You thought uh, it was the boy because it's like a woman mm-hmm. about a. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. The yeah. Wednesday thing threw me off. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, and you, you said that would be the most obvious one. Wouldn't it? Yeah. I would. I, I would think it would because Wednesday. you watch. You don't watch these movies on Wednesdays. You watch them on Friday, and that would be Friday the thirteenth, the original. Ah, okay. okay, get out of here. <laughs> Which, well, I had themes tonight. It was all female serial killers based mm. on tonight's movie. Very nice. Nice. <laughs> Good job. All right, score us, uh, Todd. All right, big day for Joe. Massive four points. Steve one, Todd zero. Joe's pulling away. Sixteen to my ten to Steve's nine. Oh my gosh. Joe's got to be dethroned. I don't like this. Yeah, oh, and, and, and it's funny because I so I, I screenshotted two pages of Kayla's stuff. You know, just to pick from. Or else it's too intimidating with the big list. And the other one was all fucking Romero zombie ones. And I'm like, I can't do that. That's like so easy for Todd. Do it. I think he, yeah, I think he, maybe, maybe next week. Do that for next week. Yeah. All right. Let's dive into Urban Legend from 1998. What You Don't Believe Can Kill You. Directed by Jamie Blanks. A college campus is plagued by a vicious serial killer murdering students in ways that corresponding uh, in ways that correspond to various urban legends. So we start off the tale with a young lady. She's driving in her Jeep and it's raining. It's start time and she needs some gas, right? So she pulls into a gas station man by Brad Dorif, who's excellent in this movie, even though he's short-lived. But he's kind of creepy looking, you know what I mean? Like he's not, you know, he's got that weird kind of look to him. Also, he has a speech impediment where he stutters um, to the point where it's like, almost physically impossible for him to get words out and is automatically puts the girl on edge which she's kind of a bitch she targets him and makes fun of him when he's not around which is not cool but uh lo and behold um he's trying to warn her 
because he sees a dark figure in the back of her car, but he can't get the words out. She thinks he's fucking trying to, to kill her. She ends up pepper spraying his ass and takes off in her Jeep only to get an axe through the head after she sees a lone dark figure in the back of her car. Cut to you're at a college campus with your traditional um, younger age kids slash young adults that are all in some kind of fucking central hangout spot, right? They're all talking about urban legends. We see the dickhead character who's uh, talking about the urban legends. We have the reporter kid played by C's for a fair person, Jared Leto, who's like the heartthrob. And then we have the redhead girl that's kind of like the main girl, I think. And then we have um, the one that loves a reporter, Rebecca Gayhart, who um, is like, I don't know, kind of strange or is she? Um, and they're talking about, you know, stuff that happens in every town. We flash forward a little bit, but we also have Joshua Jackson, who's like another character that's pretty big in it. Anyway, we flash forward to a class scene where we have Robert England, who is actually pretty dang good acting wise in this film. Um, and he plays professor and he's talking about urban legends um, where he he's just saying like most of these are just false. It's just like collective memory or whatever. He pulls one of the students on stage to perform a common urban legend, which is if you drink Pop Rocks with Cokes, your, your stomach will explode. One of the students pretends to die, and then he pops up and says, ha, 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 playing a joke. And I'll leave it at that. We follow these cast of characters along as uh, people on campus are murdered in different urban legend ways, and we try to figure out who's the killer, and we follow along, blah, blah, blah. Um, personally, I had really fond memories of watching this one when I was a kid. This was like a very, I mean, around this time, you had, you know, you scream, No Jail Summer, this movie, Valentine, all that shit. And this was one I watched a lot on VHS. And I had very fond memories of it, but watching it with the new lens lost a lot of points for me. Uh, overall, I think it's okay slasher, but there's a lot of issues with it. But yeah, it was just still nice watching it, like remembering how you used to be when you were a kid watching this film. So I'll leave it there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so this is my pick. I, I too had fond memories of this one from my childhood. It's been a very long time since I've sit that, sat down and watched it in its entirety. And... To my surprise, I actually think it held up quite well to me. I mean, it's not perfect in any sense of the way, but I think it's a super fun movie. I think the cast here is really great. I think all the acting is pretty solid in this. Most of the kills are are fairly fun, although I think they do take some liberties. Um, on some some of the kills aren't even urban legends. Um, they're just straight like straight up just regular slasher kills. Um, but I think the urban legend kills are all are all uh, really fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it, it, you know, with a lot of the other movies that came out in the 90s, you know, a la, you know, after after uh, The Scream, you know, I think this is better than a, a lot of them. So, yeah, I think it's held up well for me. It seems like we're going to have three differing opinions tonight because uh, I also had watched it like a long time ago, but I haven't watched this in fact like i don't know 15 years since basically its original release and i remembered liking it you know i remember thinking it was a decent kind of 90s horror flick Rewatching it i i straight up did not like this at all i had no fun watching this whatsoever for i don't like jared leto at all so fuck that guy so that, did, that didn't help my uh, viewing experience but i thought the kills were kind of boring uh it, they broke the rules like uh, joe said they just it, the idea of it being all based off urban legends was interesting but they don't follow that at all so it kind of takes away the whole aspect of the film like the whole raison d'etre you know of the film is for it to be urban legends they don't really follow that 
I thought the fir- the best scene was the first scene, you know, because the killer was mysterious. That was an urban legend. I liked the idea that he actually was actually trying to warn her that there was trouble and not actually trying to get kill her. But I also get her point, like the strange man pulls you into you know his garage and locks the door. So I kind of get why she wanted to escape as well. I thought that was really well done. And I just, I didn't like really any of the characters. Like none of them were really speaking to me. Joshua Jackson was kind of a dick. You know, no one was like a good character to me. I liked Robert England as the teacher. I thought that was really cool. And explaining the different urban legends. I wish they went deeper into that. I just found like the whole thing super predictable too. Uh, you knew, you knew, and a lot of fucking stupid jump scares, like really cheap, low hanging fruit jump scares that I wasn't into at all. Music wasn't that great. And the ending made me cringe so hard that I think that on its own lost like a full point. Uh, just, it, I just didn't have fun, much fun with it. Now there are things that I liked about it. Like even the fucking Halloween party was lame. You know, like usually Halloween parties in these movies, they all have like these awesome costumes. The costumes are so fucking bad. I'm like, is, is this even a Halloween party? I was kind of like, I don't know. It's just the whole movie was it, just boring. It it was like sort of a Halloween party, but it was really to commemorate the massacre yeah, that happened. So like, yeah. So I think they were just trying to be like people that were involved in the massacre. So yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it, it's just, it didn't do it for me at all. Yeah. What about gas costing a dollar 14 i saw that sign i was like holy it's one shit. of the first things i i noticed too <laughs> yeah. yeah that was those are the days um, i i agree with steve though i i think the intro is probably the best part of this movie um and you know it de- it definitely does not get better than that i wish we did get more i i wish uh, you know th- the more i think about it i do wish we got more like detailed kills like because that is like a really like that seems probably what like what 20 25 minutes long or something like that maybe i'm being a little maybe two maybe 10 15 i don't know but it's i wish they did more of that with the other urban legend kills like all the other urban legend kills are like two or three minutes long you know they didn't really do a good job setting it up where i thought that intro set it up like so perfectly and amazingly and it really set like the vibe with the rain and the storm and she's running out of gas and so it was just like really great and highlighted of course by by brad dorf it's so funny that we get brad dorf and robert england both in this movie which is awesome and julian uh richings who plays the uh the creepy janitor dude who's uh he's pretty good in this and his really limited role too yeah underutilized for him like he's a yeah. excellent red herring but they didn't really do a lot with him and um i have a weird like it's a weird plot choice to why would the redhead be the main character going to going to the killer's motivations like she took her boyfriend away or whatever like the redhead wasn't driving right so i get like she's part at fault but the girl that's killed in the beginning of the film was the one that's the main culprit so why would our protagonist not be that character i just thought that was kind of a weird a weird choice for the filmmaker to make i don't know that's just me no it's actually sorry to interrupt that's no, actually no. an ex it's a no, it's an excellent point that they should have reversal. Like they should have killed, like, even if they used, they wanted that redhead actress, like just reverse the roles and, you know, kill that girl in the beginning. And she was the the passenger. You're right. It makes way more sense that, you know, the, the crux of the movie should be you killing the person that's right. uh, basically 99% responsible for killing the person. Yeah. And then <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Steve, if you hated the, 
PowerPoint presentation at the end when so, she has I, like I a- hate it's the whole goddamn thing. Like <laughs> fucking go into this whole monologue. Like, goddamn. If you need 10 minutes to explain to the fucking audience what your twist is, you failed at the imagine, twist. You know? Imagine she's like doing a presentation and it fucks up. Hold on, I gotta reset my fucking <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Like, it made no fucking sense whatsoever. Like, why didn't she just hand out a manual at the same time? I'm like, please follow along as I monologue you the explanation for this whole fucking stupid movie. Uh, it was so un- the whole movie to me was so it was like a great idea, but the execution was so uninspired. The suit wasn't that interesting. It's just an axe for most of it. The like you said, the urban legends kind of goes by the wayside midway through. You know, it's just her killing people at some point. The motivation I didn't really understand. Like I get for the two characters that you know the main girl and the girl that killed at the beginning, but to kill all the friends for that is just I don't know. The whole thing just seemed weak. It's like someone had a good idea but didn't develop and then gave it to like a generic studio to write whatever bullshit they could to get this out. Is yeah, I, I don't like it. What also bothered me about the plot was how convenient, conveniently everyone was where exactly they needed to be at all times. And you would have characters go like miles out in the fucking woods and still end up right where they need to be for the killer. The cop, or sorry, the security guard who I fucking hated, conveniently has two guns at the end, right? It's just like, it's full of stuff like that the whole time. I'm like, okay, like Scream, a smart movie has them all at a party at the end. So of course, everyone's going to be in the general area. But this is like cross campus, down the road, down the freeway. It's like, I don't know, be a little bit more clever with the plot, in my opinion, on that one. And what about, um, what's her name? Tosh. Tosh is a bitch, dude. Like the goth chick. That was a cool scene, like when she's getting murdered and like, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? That was a cool spot. But gosh, damn, like no character development. She's just a bitch the whole time. Daniel, Daniel Harris, too. Yeah, there's a lot of like horror, like, I don't know if Legends is the right word, but a lot of horror icons, I guess. Tara Reid, too, sure. Tara Reid's acting when she was running away from the killer was so bad. Pretty bad. Oh, my God. I'm like, shut up. But I, I don't know, like I, I don't know why I enjoyed this so much. I, I don't know. I think I was, a, I think if you just turn off your brain, sort of, you can enjoy this. Because there is, I agree. Like the whole, like I think Rebecca Gayhart does play crazy pretty good at the end. I like how they like fluffed her hair out, like extra too, to make her look even crazier. But yeah, like the whole slideshow thing was was really fucking dumb. Absolutely, I think they could have did without that. I mean, but I, I get the motivation of, like, why she would want to kill her and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it's like Steve said, now I'm like, okay, well, why would she, like, kill the friends? I guess just because she snapped and is like, well, I'm just going to fucking kill everyone, I suppose. And I mean, I, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, you know it's Rebecca Gayhart, but, like, I, like, is, was it obvious, I guess? Like, was she, like, a good, like, sort of, like, was it a good twist? I, I At the time, like, looking back on it, I think it was. Like, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Maybe because we had already seen Scream 1 and 2 at this point that it was just like, you're kind of expecting it to be, you know, certain people. You know who the red herrings are almost immediately. It was like kind of obvious who the red herrings were, like the janitor that he's not even really in it that much. And then, you know, Robert England, of course. Uh, it's just I, I, I love Robert England when he's hiding behind the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, I don't think it was like super obvious, but it also it didn't really 
dude for i wasn't like oh my god wow you know i wasn't like holy shit that's crazy i can't believe it was that person you know uh, not like screen for example which i was like okay holy shit that's crazy and i i again at the end not only the fucking monologue and this whole thing she brings all the bodies and sets them up in the house like perfectly like fuck off no way there's no way that first yeah. of all she had like what she have cranes to hoist the bodies up and you know like fuck, no way it's just it's too it's too convenient yeah convenient and polished for such a weird i don't know it just didn't i thought it would have been cool though if jared leto's character was either in on it or flipped at the end because he was a little piece of shit and wanted the story i think that would have been a really cool aspect actually yeah yeah that would have been i mean it makes sense they did but they threw in the whole red herring thing with him being the reporter and wanting to do that so but yeah i agree i think maybe if he was involved somehow like having a second killer or something that that maybe that would have been better. I, have you guys seen that? I haven't seen any of these sequels. Are any of them worth checking I've seen, out? I've seen them all, and I, after I watched them all, I sold all three to one of my friends. So I don't think they're good. Yeah, I haven't seen them, but like I said, I think it was last week or the week before. They filmed the last one at the college I was at while I was there, and I still didn't watch it. So that shows you how much interest I had in that. And maybe I'll check it if I receive them on Tubi or something. I'll check them out. But here, they're not completely unavailable in canada i you know i had to find this in a different way so and they film this in toronto too yeah all the whole series film canada the whole series all yeah well and the kill sucked i i'm gonna say that like i know you guys said they were kind of good the idea was good but the execution i thought was they they cut away from a lot of the gory and when the dead bodies were around it was very clearly an alive person with like a little bit this of blood is on R him. or PG thirteen though. It had to is be it... PG thirteen. It was too dull to be R. Yeah. No nudity, no real gore, no like I I can't imagine this was harder than a PG thirteen. Yeah, let me. I'm clicking on this. Had to. I agree. I think it. No, it is R. I like the I like the Dean kill. The Dean kill. Dean kill is great. That's probably my favorite too yeah. as well. And, and the dog. Death. The dog is brutal. Oh god, that was just, that was unnecessary. So yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, man. And then they also, man, there's two forms of dog abuse in here. They have the dog chugging alcohol too. I think at one point with the funnel and <laughs> I'm like, dog. what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, was like, I, well, I think the uh, hanging boyfriend scene was pretty well done. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That, I like that with Joshua Jackson. That one, yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Like, I, yeah, I think you know, there's some decent. It, stuff it was a here. bit convenient to me. again, like this you whole talked movie about. is convenient. Dude. Yeah, but that whole thing, like, have the car perfectly, yeah, like balancing. They, they know, had just... to, they had to show up perfectly and be parked in that perfect spot. Yeah, exactly. It was just yeah. too, too yeah. much convenience. Mm-hmm. All right, rate it. Sure, I'll start us off since I'll be the most positive, I suppose. I, I don't know. I think I think a lot of it is probably nostalgia for me. Although I did when I went back and I did read this on Letterboxd from a long time ago, apparently, and I gave it a, a two and a half. I actually think it's a better movie than that. You know, I think the cast is solid. Like it's not anything amazing, but I think it's uh, I think it's better than like I know what you did last summer. Like I, I do. Like I think it's better than uh, Valentine. I think it's better than like I said. But other than Scream, I think it's better than a lot of those kind of weird like those kind of shitty 90s movies that came out also around this time so i don't know after listening to you guys i did originally was going to give it a three and a half but after listening to you guys a little more i'm kind of realizing okay it's not as great as i'm making out to be so i'm gonna give it a a, a three out of five similar thing i was higher at a two and a half and i dropped it down to a two out of five 
yeah and i just wasn't into it at all you know i i preferred i, I didn't like it but i preferred uh something i, I know what you did last summer and this was kind of like the lowest of the 90s kind of slasher uh craze coming off the scream you know stuff so i i gave it a 1.5 out of five i i, I was kind of bored throughout the whole thing because i was so kind of annoyed at how convenient it's like it, an ai wrote this off this kind of great idea and it's almost i'm almost mad about it because it's such a great idea and they ruined it with this movie i wish someone used the urban legend thing and just made a better movie out of it yeah reboot this fucking thing yeah this would be prime yeah. for a fucking reboot valentine too like reboot reboot all these terrible 90 slashers yeah yeah i i agree yeah there's actually i've been reading there's a lot of talk about that online now that they're rebooting I know we did last summer. A lot of people are calling for this one to be the next one to get rebooted. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cool idea. So why not? I'd, I'd say go for it. You could definitely make a really solid uh, movie, but I mean, are we past like the whole fucking slash, like those shitty 90 slashers? I don't know. Like I'm not, well, it does have to be know. like, it could be just a scary urban legend. It could, you know, they can use kind of the more modern creepy pasta urban legends, you know, kind of Slenderman and stuff like that. And think... make more of a supernatural horror than a, just a teen slasher. Yeah. Yeah, right. I think, I think, you know, almost do like a David Fincher movie, like the, the urban, urban legend killer or something where it's like super gritty, you know, and he's like a detect, like Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt detective thing where they're looking at all these urban legend killings i think that's the direction would be nice i agree sure. sweet all righty i guess that is going to be it for this week's review of urban legend we hope you enjoyed it next week we are going to be doing steve's pick steve yes we're doing a canadian film on three three which can only mean one thing cube movie from the 1990s it's a fucking great super underrated film and i can't wait to talk about it uh it's i'm excited to rewatch it honestly i'm gonna rewatch all three i've only say, seen two of them. I'll, do that. I'll do that too then yeah i've only seen two of them um i think i only watched cube one and two i've never seen cube zero so i'm very interested and excited to watch that whole series but we're only reviewing technically cube but we'll probably have the other ones on while watch so i'm psyched all right awesome so everyone make sure to check out cube is it anyone know if it's available we're streaming available uh, for me cube two and zero are on tubi but not the first one so i, I had to find that one elsewhere Alrighty. For, all right for, um for the, hold on for the u.s cube is on tubi and pluto tv both free streaming platforms also on amazon prime i nice. see as well on here yeah so you got uh for american viewers you could pretty much find it uh just about anywhere for free so make sure to watch cube for next week's episode uh in the meantime don't forget to follow us on social medias facebook twitter instagram the horror squad podcast you can email us anytime the horror squad podcast at gmail.com and of course the absolute best way is by joining our discord tons of channels on there to discuss anything and everything horror and non-horror we got Movie Club coming up the day of this episode, February 24th. So join our Discord and you'll get the private link to join the Movie Club uh, this Friday. And I think that's about it. Texas Frightmare Weekend as well. Anyone that wants to come hang, there's going to be a lot of people from the Discord as well as Steve and I as well will be there. So come hang out. Texas Frightmare Weekend this May. We're calling it the official horror squad podcast meetup so come hang out with all of us there and that is going to be it i think for this week so we'll see you guys next week for cube see ya bye bye
Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary.